Hello and welcome to Handels Bank and Insights. I'm Sonia Rothwell. On this week's economic update, everyone's still talking about inflation, and this week many are holding their breath that we might start seeing inflation loosening its grip. We'll look at why. Plus, we'll talk about what we've learned from the Bank of England's Financial Stability Report and the impact of financial conditions on UK deposit activity. Finally, the vexed question of working from home. Is the jury still out on whether it's beneficial for our economic health? Joining me to answer these questions is Daniel Marnie, Handelsbanken UK economist. So, Dan, on Wednesday, we will get the latest inflation figures. What are the markets and, more importantly, what are you expecting? Yes, the markets are expecting inflation to go down to about 8.2%. That will be down from its current level of 8.7%, primarily driven by a fall in petrol prices, so not a fall in core inflation rate. Uh, They're actually expecting core inflation rate to stay roughly flat, possibly fall a little bit. Um, Now, in terms of what may actually happen, um, I think we're expecting it to be around about 8%. um, And I think if it was 8%, you could potentially see just a 25 basis point increase in August. Uh, Unfortunately, I think if it overshoots that, and certainly if it overshoots consensus of 8.2%, we will probably be seeing a 50 basis point increase. One of the other things to mention is that those sorts of levels are not really compatible with a 2% inflation target. Uh, So I think in terms of what the Bank of England will want to see in future is that moderating somewhat. Um, one thing also to emphasise is that uh, some people have attributed some of the inflationary pressures that we've seen to corporate profits. Um, I think if you look at the data on that, it probably isn't the, the reason why we're seeing the inflation um, that we're seeing at the moment. Um, corporate profits as a percent of GDP are actually falling in trajectory and are not historically abnormal. Whereas if you look at earnings, nominal earnings at least, they are higher than historic average. So in, so in terms of where that domestic generation inflation is coming from, it's probably coming from earnings at the moment. There seem to be lots of different theories about what drives inflation. I mean, you've mentioned corporate earnings, you've mentioned wages. What what other things are quite typically looked at to determine where inflation is going to go? Yes, yeah, so as I said in the previous answer, we're at about 8.7% at the moment. Now, a lot of it previously was driven by energy, but that is increasingly coming off. Uh, so the base effect that we've spoken about before, because you're comparing it to high levels in the previous year, um, that is gradually uh, going to fizzle out. And actually, when you go towards the end of this year, energy will probably be a negative on the year-on-year um, inflation. So we're not going to actually see inflation driven from, from that side of things. There are some other reasons to suspect that there will be disinflation. So obviously we had shipping costs coming down. You'd expect that to come through in core goods inflation. And in terms of some of the commodity prices, we've spoken about energy, but other commodity prices, uh, we would hope that they wouldn't be that inflationary compared to compared to last year. Now, the bit that's going to be really difficult to get rid of is that services inflation, primarily because it's very influenced by those earnings that I was talking about before. So you would expect some of that to be passed on to prices that are seen by consumers. So we'll have to see what happens there. My suspicion is that we'll probably get down to 5% or maybe 4% quite easily. It's once we get to that point, it's going to be really difficult to get back down to that 2% target. And that's why you hear talk of potentially the mandate uh, changing for the Bank of England, potentially up from 2% to to 4%. Now, we don't obviously have a a view on that, but that is being muttered about um, in various quarters. That sounds like it would be quite a major change. It would be a major change. And you've You've heard it, if, if we listen to the, the Sunday shows, um, the leader of the opposition was asked about this um, measure and he didn't actually 
uh, respond definitively. So you can see it could potentially become a political point of political contention. As I say, at the moment, policymakers are not looking at changing that, but you could see in an environment where you saw this more stubborn inflation, not just here, but potentially in other markets as well, you could see that issue may bubble away a little bit longer. So is there anything that the Bank of England might be encouraged by in the labour market figures? Yeah, so as I said, some of the wage numbers I think will worry them because they are running hot. But there were some signs of loosening of the labour market, which would suggest that wage pressures down the line may be reduced a bit. So uh, UK inactivity, uh, that went up quite dramatically during the pandemic. UK unique in that respect in G7 countries. But that's been coming down since the middle of last year, and it keeps coming down. Uh, You can see that vacancy rates still historically high, uh, but they're on a downward trajectory as well, and the unemployment rate ticked up to 4%, and that wasn't expected. So as I say, that sign of loosening of labour markets will be welcomed by the Bank of England because it puts less pressure on them to potentially raise rates. We also saw some quite good uh, data from the US, um, uh, not just on the labour market, but actually on the actual figures of inflation. So they came down uh, quite a bit more Uh, than expected and you saw quite a positive market reaction there. So there are some signs that there could be some disinflationary pressures, particularly on those domestically generated inflationary pressures coming down the line. Now we mentioned in the introduction that there's a lot of 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 discussion about the impact of the current financial climate on how much money is being deposited and how much money is being used um, by businesses and, and households. What are the figures showing? Yes, as we've mentioned before, there was this accumulation of excess deposits uh, that happened during the pandemic, both for businesses and households. Interestingly, you've seen business deposits being drawn down quite a bit uh, recently. Uh, A lot of uh, businesses are on floating rate loans. They're trying to pay off some of those loans so they don't get hit by the higher interest rates. But for households, uh, you haven't seen as much of a drawdown until quite recently. So the most recent uh, May's data shows the biggest uh, withdrawal of deposits Um, that we've seen on record, actually. Uh, Now, in terms of a move to NSI accounts, that doesn't account for what's happened. Uh, So I think there are three reasons behind it. Uh, There's One, there's been a broad reduction in net mortgage lending, and that means that there's just generally lower liquidity in the system. Uh, You've also seen some move into UK gilts. They're quite attractive rates of return at the moment. Obviously, higher interest rates mean you have higher, higher, higher yields on on UK gilts. Uh, So there's been some move there. But I think there's also a bit of evidence that some consumers, those that are lucky enough to have the excess savings, are drawing down those savings to sustain their living standards to adapt to the high inflationary environment. So something we're going to keep a track of. It's obviously an indicator of of how wealthy we're feeling as well as much as as anything. But, uh, But yeah, we will keep track of that in future podcasts. And finally, ever since the pandemic made working from home more normal for for many people, there's been a lot of discussion about about the impact on our economic health, whether or not it it leads to higher productivity, it saps productivity. You've got some research there that that sort of tries tries to dig into that a little bit more. What does it tell us? Yes, there's actually a dedicated website called wfhresearch.com, which effectively aggregates all uh, the research papers that are on work from home. So if anyone's interested in this specific issue, I would recommend visiting that website. Um, The most recent study has come up with a couple of uh, interesting uh, observations, perhaps not potentially that surprising. So um, 
if you look at work from home by sector, industries that have more knowledge workers are more likely to have a work from home trend. Um, and then in terms of the perception of how productive people are, it's quite different depending on whether you're an employee or a manager. So employees believe that work from home increases their productivity by 7.4%, uh, which perhaps is not surprising, whereas managers believe the opposite. They think on average it reduces it by 3.5%. Now, as I say, that's just perception. That doesn't necessarily mean that's actually what's happening. But nonetheless, I think slightly interesting. In terms of actually what's happening, The Economist came up with something quite interesting um, last week. So what they did is they tracked across various G20 countries uh, the actual number of days working from home compared to what was planned by employers and what's desired by employees. And nearly across all markets, there are one or two exceptions, the actual number of days worked from home are actually less than both what's planned by employers and desired by, by employees. So I think that suggests that this work from home trend it obviously has picked up scale. I think hybrid working is here to stay. But in terms of the actual scale of it, it's perhaps not as great um, as we once imagined it might be. It strikes me that we don't really have any objective and replicable data showing one way or another whether working from home is a, a you know for want of a better word good thing so do you anticipate getting that anytime soon yeah i i think to compare two samples of you know working from home and not working from home is probably quite difficult to do um so i think a lot of it will have to be as i say some of the some of the data that we've seen here which is about perspectives um you know i suspect we will get more research coming through um, as the years go by and you can study more sample sets uh, but at the moment I think it, the picture is not not especially clear but as I say um, if you are interested in this topic I would recommend visiting the website which I'll just repeat uh, which is wfhresearch.com and you can see all the data and, um, and, and studies there Thanks Dan and we will add that to the show notes Thanks for listening to Handel's Bank and Insights. If you've liked what you've heard, don't forget to rate us on the app where you're listening because it helps other people find us. You can follow us too, like hundreds of other people have done, and you might also want to share this episode on social media. See you next time.